Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to everyone listening to this podcast how much you truly love each and every one of them. In addition, I pray that you give everyone listening favor with both God and man. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverbs 17, beginning in verse 1. Better is a dry morsel with quietness than a house full of feasting with strife. A wise servant will rule over a son who causes shame and will share an inheritance among the brothers. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the hearts. An evildoer gives heed to false lips. A liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue. He who mocks the poor reproaches his maker. He who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father. Excellent speech is not becoming to a fool, much less lying lips to a prince. A present is a precious stone in the eyes of its possessor. Wherever he turns, he prospers. He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Rebuke is more effective for a wise man than a hundred blows on a fool. An evil man seeks only rebellion. Therefore, a cruel messenger will be sent against him. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly. Whoever rewards evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. The beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. Why is there in the hand of a fool the purchase price of wisdom, since he has no heart for it? A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A man devoid of understanding shakes hands in a pledge and becomes surety for his friend. He who loves transgression loves strife, and he who exalts his gate seeks destruction. He who has a deceitful heart finds no good, and he who has a perverse tongue falls into evil. He who begets a scoffer does so to his sorrow, and the father of a fool has no joy. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. 
A wicked man accepts a bribe behind the back to pervert the ways of justice. Wisdom is in the sight of him who has understanding, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her who bore him. Also to punish the righteous is not good, nor to strike princes for their uprightness. He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. Friends, Proverbs 17 is a wonderful proverb. And whenever I read this, there must be 8 or 10 or 12 verses that I could easily talk about. But today I'm going to take a closer look at verse 27. And verse 27 is very plain and simple. It says, He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Both of these verses, in my eyes, talk about someone who is a proclaimed Christian. They know the Word of God, and they are living life well. Let's look at the first part. It says, He who has knowledge spares his words. Now, friends, on this podcast, on a daily basis, I often talk about the importance of your words and how we need to choose our words carefully. We need to ponder what we're going to say because so many times our words are very, very destructive and can actually end up in either losing your job or losing relationships because they have such power. But basically, this first part, it just says, if you're smart, you're not going to talk a lot. Basically is what that says in a nutshell. Keep your words simple. Don't talk all the time, because a lot of times, the more we talk, the more we can get ourselves in trouble. The second part, a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. This is another thing. A lot of times people hear something and they go off the deep end. They let things magnify. They let things get to them. And this is saying if you have understanding, and understanding is very close to having wisdom, basically it says that we're to have a calm spirit. And what that simply means is don't go off the deep end just because something happens. Ponder what has happened, reflect, think about it, calm down. And I think if you live life that way, many times you can avoid getting yourself in real trouble. Today we're going to continue our study on people who showed humility in the New Testament. And these next four weeks are going to be a little bit different. 
because these people had such an impact in the Bible. Today, I'm going to be beginning a study on James, and James was a half-brother of Jesus. So on today's, Wednesday's, and Thursday's podcast, I'm going to be talking about James, and we're going to be talking about the humility that James showed while he was here on earth. And James, as I said, was not a disciple of Jesus, but James knew Jesus probably better than any of the disciples because he grew up in the household of Jesus, and he probably lived with him for 15 or 20 years prior to Jesus beginning his public ministry. So he knew Jesus inside out. He knew everything about him. And that is why as you go through the book of James, you'll find such wisdom in it. Today I'm going to go over just a few things, and what I'm going to do is look at the first two chapters of James, and I'm going to be talking about the titles of what is found in these chapters. First of all, in chapter 1, it says, Profiting from trials. And when we go through trials, how can good come out of trials? Next, we talk about the perspective of rich and poor. Obviously, if you have a lot of money, you view life differently than if you don't have any money at all. I like this part. It says, loving God under trials. Many people, when trials come in their life, they really, really have a hard time. James is telling us in this chapter how we can navigate this. Qualities needed in trials. He's giving us words of advice. And finally, in chapter 1, it says, be doers and not hearers only. Now let's take a quick look at chapter 2. It says, Beware of personal favoritism. And this is telling us that we need to be mindful not to look at someone just by how they dress and judge them if they don't have nice clothes on, if they don't look good, and if they are in a well-dressed suit. We shouldn't lift them up any higher. And we need to be careful of that because I believe this is a pitfall that many people fall into. And finally, we close out chapter 2 with faith without works is dead. And what I'm going to do is just read a little bit from James chapter 1 and 2 before we close today. And this says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Friends, this is not how most of us react when things happen in your life that you're not expecting. James is telling us that when trials come, we can learn patience. 
and we will see it through to the other end of the particular trial that you are being tested with. Let's go to verse 5, and I've talked about this on a number of occasions. If you've listened to this podcast on, you know, even from time to time, you will often hear me quote from the book of James. But chapter verse 5 of chapter 1, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. And friends, I've talked about this many times. God wants us to have wisdom. And if we don't have wisdom, we can ask God and he'll give it to us. I want to go to verse 20, 22, and it says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. And I know this happens many times with a lot of people who consider themselves to be Christians. They'll go to church, they'll hear a really, really good message, and then after that they'll go to lunch with a couple that went to church with them, and they'll say, wow, that was really good church today. That was really a good message. And somebody will say, well, well what did you get out of the message? And they'll say, wow, you know, that's, that's a good question. Hmm. And they can't even recall what the message was about. And this is what James is cautioning us about right here. He says we need to listen to the word of God, but we need to act upon what we hear. And that's what he's telling us. We, don't, we can't just listen to a good message, but we need to incorporate what we've heard into our everyday life. And the first part of chapter 2, it's actually the first 13 verses, talks about personal favoritism and how we are not to do that. But what I want to do is begin chapter 2, verse 14, when it talks about faith without works is dead. So I will begin in verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart and peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Friends, if we are to act on our faith, we should be able to see, people should be able to see that by our faith, we should have corresponding actions. Our actions should let people know that we have faith. If we claim to be a Christian, we should live a Christian life. That is why many people don't want to become Christians. I've heard this said before. I didn't become a Christian because I met one. Friends, 
if you claim to be a Christian, we need to walk the walk. We don't need to only talk the talk, but we need to walk it out in our everyday life. People should know by the life we live that we are Christians. And the most important thing as a Christian is that we display love for one another. Whether you know someone or not, we can be friendly, we can be kind, we can be gracious, we can love people even if we don't know them. And that is what we're called to do. My call to action today is very simple. What I'd like for you to do over the next 30 seconds to one minute, I'd like for you simply to close your eyes and pretend what it must have been like 2,000 years ago if you're living in the house with Jesus as James did. Picture what it must have been like growing up with Jesus, having him in your home. And I think if you ponder that, you'll understand why I enjoy the book of James so much. My suggested scripture reading today is very simple. Proverb 17 is a wonderful proverb. If you read one chapter today, please reread the 17th proverb. If you would like additionally to read two additional chapters, I invite you to read chapters 1 and 2 of the book of James. I believe it will be a blessing to you. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening to this podcast today and you've never taken that step, I invite you to repeat a simple prayer after me today. Jesus, thank you that you came to earth and died on a cross so that all of my sins were forgiven. Jesus, you took my place on that cross. I deserve to die for my sins, yet you took my place so that I might have life and have it abundantly. I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died on that cross. Three days you went and died. You were in the ground for three days, but you were born again. You rose from the dead and now live at the right hand of God the Father. Jesus, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I need your help. I ask that you come into my heart. I invite you to take over my life. I ask that you lead me and guide me from this day forward in Jesus' name. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, reach out to me on my Facebook page, Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. And if you have any specific questions, please reach out to me on Messenger. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, tomorrow is Testimony Day. Please join me and a special guest as we further explore wisdom today.